Whether you're a first-time poultry owner or looking to expand your flock, you can always use some helpful advice. Blaine's Farm and Fleet's got you covered. With great info and products to help raise healthy birds in-store or online at farmandfleet.com forward slash chick days. As calf, fertilizer, fuel, feed, and other inputs rise in price, producers are now looking for new management strategies to help cut down on costs. I'm Taylor Schaefer for the Midwest Farm Report. Extension agents from the University of Minnesota have been analyzing weather conditions, carcass weights, and other factors that impact beef herds across the Midwest. Troy Salzer, University of Minnesota Extension educator, shares more about their findings and gives an update on the current beef herd. As we looked at the information today, aspects of where the beef industry is at in its current state of um, its cycle. Uh, we do have a lot of indicators that would suggest that uh, prices of cattle, both fat cattle and feeder cattle, would suggest that we should be seeing price increases over the next uh, at least uh, year and a half to potentially even longer two years into the future. Um, those are a function of uh, decreased cow numbers by approximately 20 2% year over year from 21 to 22 and now even as we move further into 22 we are seeing more and more cows being harvested due to drought uh, in large cow uh, producing states um, uh, such as um, the southwest United States and, and uh, northern plains from that standpoint. So with that in mind and our uh, reduced uh, carcass weights that we are seeing anywhere from 40 to 70 pounds less per carcass, um, they will be producing less beef and therefore driving up demand from, from that point of view. In addition to that, uh, in Wisconsin and Minnesota, we uh, are challenged by, uh, or we benefit from lots of moisture, but with that it also causes challenges to the cow-calf industry in relationship to calving in mud and things like scours specifically. Mm -hmm. And with that in mind, uh, we frequently uh, um, do lose calves during that period of time, mm -hmm. and so therefore anything that we can do to um, improve conditions, reduce the amount of exposure to mud and disease in those calves will help dramatically in improving your weaning weights mm -hmm. and weaning percentages. Mm -hmm. And on the farm we've seen an increase in calf prices, fertilizer, fuel, feed, basically all inputs. What are farmers really doing on the farm or what can they do to help keep those input costs down and maybe help keep their farm viable for longer? These uh, questions are, are really difficult questions to, to answer, and yet I think it's important to look at each individual operation. Do we need to do that extra pass when we're planting corn? Can we utilize uh, technologies such as strip-till and no-till to minimize the number of passes and the amount of diesel fuel that is expended per, per acre? Things like soil testing are really critical to know exactly where things are at in your soil and let's look at those response curves. So as you add each pound of nitrogen, phosphorus or potassium, what is the payback for that additional pound? So, so much more intricately uh, managing the use of those uh, and then understanding for every dollar invested what is the return on that investment. Mm -hmm. 
And with all of that in mind, what would you say is the biggest challenge facing Midwest beef producers? So in Wisconsin, um, there are many components uh, that uh, challenge the, the beef industry. Of course, we need to think about where we are at in the state of economy. Um, is there a new black swan event that is going to occur? And so I uh, work with producers very closely on the aspects of risk management. Let's think about ways in which to protect their bottom side, know their expenses, mm -hmm. and then utilize tools that we have available to control that risk. Mm -hmm. Because that risk ultimately is the thing that can make or break them very quickly. Um, no matter how good you are at the production side, if we don't get enough gross revenue to cover our expenses, ultimately um, that is what puts each and every operation at risk. Mm -hmm. And looking at maybe the trends over the last couple of years, would you say that the industry is growing? How have the numbers really looked in comparison to how many dollars farmers are bringing home and what they're selling animals for? How has that really looked over the last few years? So we in Wisconsin have seen uh, overall cattle numbers uh, in general staying fairly uh, fairly flat. That is also true of beef cow numbers. I am quite surprised as I looked deeper into the data for Wisconsin how little change there has been. Uh, I think that there was a much more significant shift from the dairy side to the beef side um, um, during uh, the transition uh, when when folks were getting out of the dairy and and uh, people adjusting to accommodate uh, larger animal numbers and uh, efficiencies that can be brought to the table with some of these different types of operations. But with that in mind, ultimately, um, as we move forward, I think it's uh, important for folks in the, in the beef industry to um, really um, think about where their market is, how they can address uh, things that are needed uh, from the consumers of their feeder calves and or the consumers of their product and, and in essence uh, try to accommodate the needs that those folks are, are interested in getting from the product. Mm -hmm. What kind of trends do you see moving forward with all of these numbers that you've mentioned? Uh, so when we looked at the data in regards to overall production and how that is impacting um, the current prices of uh, both finished cattle and feeder cattle, we saw a very significant drop in, in overall cow numbers. But another component of beef production in the gross sense is how much beef we are getting per carcass. And as we looked, even in, within the last six months, we have seen a very sharp drop off as corn prices went up, as other grain prices have went up. The carcass weights per carcass have dropped um, to the tune of about 80 pounds. That is a lot of beef, and with that in mind, that is going to be um, continue to be driven by what corn prices are, because feed price ultimately is, um, uh, as cattle get bigger, they become less efficient in converting that grain into to beef that they are, uh, um, in essence, uh, harvesting from each of those carcasses. So with that in mind, um, I see uh, there. Uh, being uh, a challenge moving forth that um, 
Wisconsin and other states will uh, continue to see less beef production in total. Mm -hmm. Same number of animals, but in essence, less in total. Is there anywhere that people can go to maybe find more information about what you've been working on or maybe more information about what you talked about today? So in relationship to um, the some of the work, um, we have a Facebook page. Uh, it's at UMN Extension SLC. Um, go there. Um, we have information about uh, marketing, drought-related stuff, um, uh, things on uh, vegetable production, you name it. We, um, we uh, post on all kinds of different stuff. In addition to that, at the University of Minnesota, we have uh, specific websites to address um, specific characteristics or components, um, sheep and goat page, beef page, mm -hmm. all of those sort of things. Again, that's Troy Salzer, University of Minnesota Extension Educator in Ag Production Systems with an update on Wisconsin's beef herd. He says that better management strategies personalized to individual operations can help producers cut down on costs as calf, fertilizer, and other inputs rise in price. He says even with these better management strategies, farmers need gross revenue to cover their expenses, which eventually could put every operation at risk. For more information on Troy's research and for more resources, you can visit the University of Minnesota Extension website. For the Midwest Farm Report, I'm Taylor Schaefer.